Hello, and welcome to What is Going On Anyway? With me, your host, Anne Headley, where I use the I Ching and other of my favorite divination tools to have a conversation with the invisible unknown through two-week cycles of the new and full moon phases. If you are not very familiar with the I Ching, I highly recommend Hillary Barrett's Beginner's I Ching course, part one and two, are available wherever you find your podcasts. The podcast name is called I Ching with Clarity Podcast. She does a wonderful job making a whole lot of sense of a complicated and beautiful ancient system of divination. And while I'm not only using the I Ching here, it could be helpful if it sounds strange to you to hear hexagrams and changing lines. One question that's been coming up for me lately is how do I proceed when I don't have an expected result, when I don't have a, a, an outcome that I perceive as something tangible and what I mean is that I have a feeling, say, that I want to bring my creativity to the table, but I don't know what form that might take. And I know I want it to feel like it is a fully embodied expression. And um, there's an unknown aspect of how that will play out in my life. Yet I do have a strong sense that I will feel it. I will know it's right when it's right. Recently, we were inspired to make sourdough bread. I guess we were catching the last wave of pandemic era home bread makers, but we got that bug, that sourdough bug, and it is quite compelling. Uh, we pulled out a several year old starter that Jason's friend Rachel brought him years and years ago. I was so curious to see if we could revive it. It was the kind of thing that you saw in the back of the fridge. It was all dried out. And typically, I think most people would throw that out. But I looked at it and I thought, we could revive this. There's something in there. And then we watched this video on YouTube. Someone else had revived an old dried out sourdough starter. And for me, I just got completely hooked. We got that sourdough baby breathing and bubbling and smelling so nice, and then started making loaves of bread. Our first were really fun, but they were flat, and the crust was soft, and I knew that it could be better. I also had a very clear idea of the kind of artisan loaf that I wanted to make, and we made, mm, how many? I don't know. We made less than a dozen loaves before we found that first gorgeous, slightly caramelized crust. And it was tangy, and the, the center was spongy. And the whole process has been deeply satisfying. I'm thinking of my question like that that it's going to take me a while to find the results that I'm imagining. I'd like a clear transmission of my expression and a self-inquiry that feels important to my body and my mind without running around in circles searching for rightness 
as I imagine an outer critic listening. That outer critic almost always is my inner voice listening and commenting and I guess keeping me safe, but certainly giving me a hard time at the same time. And I'd like to address this interesting zone of the near to becoming time. Like what is very next? And I love the idea of being present and living in the present, but I'm also very curious about tomorrow, which is why I'm doing this and reaching into the divine to get inspiration about um, what is next. What is it like to walk headfirst into this unknown future of ours? And I've decided to take a small leap inspired by my dear friend Stephanie who suggested that I could just go ahead and tell her via this podcast what I was really, really thinking. Like before I was being a little too on the surface and she is used to diving in deep as we do with our personal conversations. So I do think it is worth that little leap and maybe it's not really little at all but it's worth revealing intimacy here and that my self-expression is asking to join me here by being known by more than my safest inner circle who are so dear to me. You know, the people that have those long conversations with me that are not one-sided like this give me so much support and confidence and I wish that for all of us to have it doesn't really take that many but just a handful of folks that love you and support you as you go through all of these vulnerable changes in life some basic questions that I grapple with are how do we live in the questioning of life as it is? How do we pursue truth and beauty while simultaneously questioning our assumptions about those things? And knowing that we need some kind of community that offers a recognition to help us continually form identity, how do we seek and find that for ourselves? In Sanskrit, the ego is called ahankara, and it translates in one way as the I former. And I've always seen a picture in my mind of this as an activity, as if my ego were made of clay, and that it's this constantly ongoing sculpture that's being added to and taken away from, as if the very act of living is a high art form that sculpts the formation of this essential part of being human. This ego is the thing that keeps us safe as individuals and also is a thing that we struggle with. After all, it's considered that the ego is the very way that we are able to be differentiated from another 
because under all of this, we are all one. Perhaps without it, we would want to merge back into death much more quickly. Maybe we would have less tolerance for this difficult, arduous, turbulent task of being human. And our egos need to be recognized in some form. It is necessary. And perhaps it is up to us to philosophically determine which ways most benefit ourselves and our communities and our sense of self as we long for harmony, which ways that we receive recognition. And with all of this, I lean into this full moon. And this is the full worm moon in Virgo. For many of us, we are approaching the spring equinox in the northern hemisphere. And while we just had a giant snowstorm in Maine, and it is beautiful, everything is really covered in snow, um, but you can feel around the edges that easy, quick melting that we are on the brink of spring. And I know that I just talked to my mom and the daffodils are almost gone by. So the worms are fully engaged in life again, why they might be still a little bit slow up here with the frozen ground. And right now we're one week in front of this full moon on March 7th. And I'm throwing this hexagram a little bit early so that I can have some time to savor it actually. The feeling in my body right before throwing the hexagram is me having a heavy head and a feeling of sturdiness around my spine, like my backbone is fixed, but it's wanting an undulation. Um, almost like the feeling of wanting to yawn, but not quite having the yawn available yet. I am still feeling an overall body sense that's like, um, sort of like things could be better it ha like I have a memory of more lightness, more freedom, and there still feels some restriction in my body, but it's in a not s specific way. I can't speak to an injury or a single pain that needs direct attention. It's like everything, everything is wanting more lightness. And I'm thinking of this as relating to as if I could use my body um, like a receptacle for this time and space. Could this be that I'm sensing a greater feeling for, for this particular time, that it's not just me feeling that, but that we're all sensing a desire for a little bit more lightness, a little bit more ease. And maybe this is simply the feeling of late winter. I don't know. With the last podcast, I had a kind of anxious purging at the beginning of the podcast. I was expressing so many of my doubts and I'm hoping to simply note that perhaps self-doubt occurs in waves. I'm not really apologizing for that purging, that kind of um, open insecurity. I just find it curious when it breaches the surface and that maybe that has its own cycle 
of submerging and surfacing. And I also wonder if we collectively have surges of that too, or maybe we're just all different waves of sometimes one of us will have great confidence and then the next, your neighbor will have vulnerability and insecurity and that we support each other that way. In the news just recently, I got to see this clip from Ki Hui Kwan, who won Best Supporting Actor in a Film. And he mentioned that uh, when he won, he was the first Asian actor to win in this category. And well, first of all, I'm feeling very pleased because when the movie first came out, I insisted that I, I took Jason, I took the boys and we went and watched the film. And um, I felt watching that film that it was the beginning of seeing things in a different way on a larger scale. So if you haven't seen the film and you're at all interested in multiverses and quantum theory, I definitely recommend having a look. It's magnificent and it is actually winning a lot of awards. But what he said that I'm, and I, it lit up for me this clip from his acceptance speech. This was the Saga Awards. He said, to all those at home who are watching and who are struggling and waiting to be seen, please keep going because one day the spotlight will find you. And I thought to myself, and of course, not all of us have any desire to be in that kind of spotlight, but I was taking it differently. I was taking it in the sense of the need to be seen and the need to be known, the need to be recognized. That has been something that I'm feeling hungry for in community because of the last three years of stilted, um, restrained, conflicted feelings around gathering because of the pandemic. And so I'm just taking that in a hopeful way. He says, please keep going. Please keep going because one day the spotlight of recognition, of being seen, of being known in your community, and maybe especially because the SAGA awards are awards given by and for the community of screen actors, Screen Actor Guild Award. And maybe this film will go on to win many more awards through the award season. He also said in his acceptance speech, this moment doesn't just belong to me. It belongs to everyone who has been waiting for change. That felt really hopeful. Like if I was taking that as a, as a message from the divine, I think, oh, that's beautiful. That makes me feel hopeful for the change that many of us have been seeking. In this last two week cycle, I listened to a lecture by Cornell West, who's a doctor of philosophy. 
And he pointed out that humans, all of us, that humanity has the desire for protection, association, and recognition. He said that the individual question for each of us is what forms those will take. So what form do we seek our protection? What form do we seek our association and our recognition? So the way I see it, not all of us will receive an award or public recognition, nor will we seek that, but we all have that need guided by our personal desire to be known. We need peers and friends and family, and we need to know ourselves in relationships of all kinds, and not just with human beings. We need to know ourselves in relationship to the land where we live and the beings that occupy that land. And the great adventure of life is to continue, which frankly can feel hard sometimes. But our passion drive will keep us in pursuit of truth and beauty as we perceive it. My wish is that we find some solace in living through the necessary and continuous inquiries into life as it is. And so with that, I return to the I Ching and I'm always hoping to get better at forming my questions before I throw the hexagram. I can get impatient and just want to throw the hexagram and sort of be in that codependent relationship with it where I'm like, if you really knew me, then you would just answer the question and I don't have to ask it. But I can tell you that's not very helpful. The I Ching is not interested in codependence with you or me. <laughs> okay, so this full moon, I'd like to ask for all of us, what is it that we can know and really understand that will benefit us the most for this full moon in March, the full worm moon in Virgo? And as I feel into the question, I have to say this out loud, I keep wanting to ask more about joy and what is the obstacle to my receiving joy? And that's a separate question. So let's start with the first, which may end up being more general because I was being called into that specific question, but I'm gonna take this in two parts. So again, what can we know about this full moon time including the two weeks after the seventh that will benefit us the most to understand. So here we go. And the hexagram that we receive is 39, limping. I also know this as obstacle. And the question to consider is where can you find help? How could you see the obstacles differently? Can you imagine going a different way? And this hexagram that we got is in its static form, which means that it has no changing lines, so it's unchanging. And I only have one book that I use when I get unchanging lines, and this is the response from that one. Whatever the reason, you are blocking your own progress. Do not make the mistake of casting the blame elsewhere. Instead, use this for self-discovery. 
find out why you have chosen this path. There is a reason. And I'm finding this so curious that before I even cast the hexagram, I wanted to know how to move past, and I use the word obstacle, move past the obstacle to my joy. Fascinating. So this reading is saying that obstacle, the obstacle to my joy or the obstacle that I'm facing is something that I have created. <laughs> I hate that. That the obstacle to my joy. And one of the things that I get in my own way with is honestly a larger practice of gratitude. I know all about it, but sometimes I do not stop and reach my arms out to the sides and take a big circle and receive everything that's in my life, including the weather. It is a beautiful day outside and it would behoove me to stand outside with my arms outstretched and receive this deep blue sky, sunny, milty snow day. And I want to keep moving with this. I want to ask that more specific question that I was called for, called to ask before. I'm going to try and get more specific here and see what happens. I specifically would like the oracle to show me what is in the way of my joy. What is this obstacle that I've created? And rather than go general for everyone here, although it always works, it always works, I, I'm going to ask specifically about me as I, th as I cast this hexagram just so that I can have the real clarity and the feeling of, oh, it's kind of a, an intensity. So I want to see what can I understand. And the hexagram that I got back is amazing. I got 39 again. And I'll just say, if you're not familiar with the I Ching, that is quite unusual for me because the chances of throwing 39 twice, um, I don't know, it just doesn't happen that often. And this time it has a moving line. So this time obstacle is moving to integrity. And the changing line is line five, greatly limping partners come. And maybe this is something, I mean, it feels like a beautiful harmony with all of the conversations that I've been having around community and being known by your friends and family and community, being seen. So the questions to ask here are, what is the simple reality? How might you return to a state of balance? And what if it didn't all depend on you? And I just, that's the um, hexagram 15 integrity. And I just want to note that we very recently got 15 
already. It was the new moon in February where the well moved to integrity. So we're being reminded again. And it's curious to note that we're being guided to look towards integrity again and again. What is it when we find our nourishing center and integrate it and we move into integrity, integral? What is it to be the same inside and out? And then what is it to move from an obstacle back to our wholeness? and cycle through that using our wholeness as the recuperation and the resilience that we need to move through, around, under obstacles. We think about obstacles, there's not just one way to move through an obstacle in our lives. And really the thing that comes sharply into focus for me is the changing line, and the question, what if it didn't all depend on you? Hmm. What if we were all participating and we had a lot of hands to hold along the way? So I think given that, I'm offering that both questions are for all of us right now. And I'd like to read the oracle as written by Hilary Barrett for Hexagram 39, Limping. When life has become an uphill struggle, it's wise to fall back to the Southwest. The Southwest here represents a realm of friendly allies and sun-warmed fields. The Northeast is dark and mountainous, the way of calling and adventure. So this is a time to take a step back from the struggle and connect with people more than with ideals. Even if the responsibility is yours alone, the work need not be. How can I not comment on that? As a mom, that one hits me hard. Even if the responsibility is yours alone, the work need not be. Really facing a problem means being prepared to tackle it in a different way, not just trudging doggedly onwards until the path peters out beneath your feet. Seeing great people helps you to keep traveling towards your long-term vision despite the obstacles and course corrections. You may literally find a great person with the experience and wisdom to reorient you you may be guided by an inner vision of human potential. You, the great, the hero who conquered the floods, toiled for years to build dikes and dredge rivers and was left with a limp. But he succeeded in the end because of what he did differently, enlisting the help of people and spirits and honoring the flow of water. That's just beautiful, isn't it? So the, the changing line five for, I wanted to get specific about, well, how exactly do I get through this obstacle? And again, line five mentions, you the great was called by heaven to conquer the floods through long, hard toil. 
Because of the clarity of his calling and the quality of his character, he could gather to him all the help he needed. When things are hardest, help will come. When you envisage a life on the other side of these struggles and dedicate yourself to reaching it, you will attract people and energies ready to invest themselves in the same work. The important thing is to complete the work, to get through the hard times, to overcome the floods. Have the humility to see that you need help and to recognize and claim it when it comes. Okay, I'll take that. So, yes, it probably still feels like there are obstacles in the way and there's this unknown future ahead of us. What really does life look like post-pandemic? A lot has changed. People behave differently. There are different expectations. And as we reach out for the desire to be in community, and as we figure that out, maybe we can simply know that help will come but the help does not mean that we do not do the work, that we still do the work that is in front of us. And with that, I'd like to leave the I Ching for a moment and reach over here to my angel and yoga cards. I've got a combination of both of them today. And I've got clarity, delight, transformation, discipline, and commitment. I like that. The discipline to carry on with the work that is right in front of us, which includes sleeping well, <laughs> stepping outside, taking care of our bodies, managing life issues that come up, paying the bills, and also a commitment to something beyond the quotidian daily life. There's a commitment to some sort of creative expression, some sort of spiritual practice. And maybe with all of that, there is clarity, delight, and transformation. Oh, I can't. I'm so, my notes say we're done. <laughs> I'm not done. So just one more. Bear with me. One more. Here we go. Ooh. So I pulled the mantra card. And um, it's embodying my soul. That's not what I read first. The mantra is, I have a right to be excited. I love that. I do get excited by springtime and seeds and uh, all the new growth and new opportunities. And, you know, up here, it's nice to get through mud season. I do get excited about that. It feels like things have opened way up again and life is open, open for the season. And with this, I leave you for now until next time. May you be well. May you know peace. Bye for now. If you liked this podcast 
and would like to help me produce more art, writing, and creative work, please support me through Patreon. That's patreon.com slash watermoonstudios. Creativity powered by membership.